bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I am Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. It's 9-11. It's 9-11, so. It is 9-11, and I will say, not in a, in a, any manner, just a f- manner of saying, one does remember where they were on 9-11. They do. That's the only thing you seem to remember, because that is the only if thing. I asked you, like, where you were, mm-hmm. I'm like, we were trying to figure something out, and I was like, oh, well... Where were you when, you know, like the Orlando shooting happened of like all the gays in the club? And you're like, I have no idea. I'm Don't like, know. the fuck? That like, <laughs> you're gay. Like, I remember the moment exactly when I found out that happened. I was like, holy fuck. Um, no. I don't yeah. remember where I yeah. was and I don't, I don't know. And I don't know. The only place I remember where I was when it happened was 9-11. Well, the only good thing about 9-11, and it is a gift that keeps on giving, are the people who get caught lying that they were involved. Ah, uh, yes. The so, old, the old, my XYZ was killed in 9-11. It's so But then we find awesome. out that, you know, and they or never Or you were there and you ran out. Ah, uh, yes. Just like. Sure. Just thirst buckets well, through the Yeah, through the years it started from, I ran out of the tower. And then as, as somebody might probe, it'd be like, well, I was in Brooklyn, but I saw the tower. <laughs> exactly. Or whatever. Right. And that one famous comedian guy. There's so many people that have gotten caught and it's just baller and I love it. Um, well... Let's talk about what we really care about. Patreon 11. <laughs> happy Patreon 11. Happy Patreon. And happy Rosh Hashanah. Oh, that's, that's right. I mean, not for nothing. It is the Jewish New Year. So have your apples and honey. And That started as, two days ago. Uh, yes. And as we say, a happy and healthy, uh, you know. And as you uh, taught me mm. a long time ago, this is the most important Jewish holiday. Well, Rosh Hashanah into Yom Kippur is the... That's the main one. Those are the high holidays. That's why they call them high holidays. And those are the ones that any Jew who isn't religious will go will go and deal with. Well, I can let everyone know that we Julie bought apples and honey, Mm -hmm. but and we didn't end up eating them. But I can let you know this. We did get high. So, you know what? (laughs) I think it was a probe. And you can let your mom know, Phyllis, happy Jewish New Year. We didn't eat the apples and honey, but we did get high. Okay, girl. girl. I did get pickles, too. We had some of those. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, I love good. a half sour bun. And if you're wondering, the best pickle to have is a half sour pickle. It's the crunchiest and the most effervescent. So, Jew it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but anyway, for uh, Rosh Hashanah, we want to give the gift that keeps on giving, which is, of course, the Patreon. We want you to give it to us. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Your money. In order for us, in order for us to continue doing the podcast, we have to keep doing the Patreon because that is what keeps us uh, paying our bills right. at this moment. And though we do try and get other work, uh, no one seems to want to hire us. So that's how it's got to go. I mean, I have some weird right now, like I this like 
I can't even really describe. I need the Patreon to like go up like so high. Like I'm just like, why won't this fucking go up higher? Well, it's like they're trying to, you know, why am I not being invited to the cool parties or whatever? Like, right? Like I need to be, you know, why no, are we? No, it's more like, why can't I get a raise? I think, but maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah right. you know. Yeah. I just I'm obsessing over it for some weird reason. Like right now, I'm just like, I need that to shoot up like. Well, we figured it out how much we needed to shoot <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, we did. So, so maybe that's I why. Mean, maybe that's we're why. We're kind of looking at doubling the nums. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. What um, Angie Knox always tells us to say is yeah. that, or to promote, is that um, we're about halfway there, but when we get 3,000 patrons, yes, um, we will add an extra hour. Because you get for $1, right. you get an hour podcast. And if um, when we get to 3,000 patrons and we're about halfway there, um, we will add another extra hour for free. So you will get for one dollar, you'll get two hours a week. Right. And, didn't and it's we two just... separate podcasts, too. We're not just going to roll it for two hours and then be like, good luck with that. <sighs> um, but our our um, the people who do support us and the people who do care um, have sent us some some caring and loving gifts. The people who love and care about us on the Patreon, the friends on yes. the Patreon have sent us some treats and what and someone who's not a Fran, but who's an actual, um, sisty bestie brother, um, <laughs> sent know. us gifts, even though he lives down the road. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that, I, that was, and it was in a big box and I had no yeah. idea. I had no idea. Johnny is, he's the tits. You know what I mean? He really is. He's the poo. So take a big whiff, you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's, we love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny McGovern, listen to his podcast. That's right. Um, hot tea. Hey Queen, Hot Tea. Oh no, Hey, hey Queen's not a podcast. Oh. Or go, yeah, go go watch his yeah, go his watch web his series called Hey Queen. Yeah, and then but also he has a podcast, right? Um, called Hot Tea, and we used to be on his mm-hmm. podcast called The Gayest of All Time. Mm-hmm. Um, for years and years and years and years and he for was our years, brother. honey, years. for he years he taught us the game of podcast. He taught us the game. the The student has now moved on to become <laughs> not Another really student. the teacher, <laughs> a teacher's aide. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Still the student, exactly. Yeah. Soon. So he came in a big box, oh, and and he. So one of the things that he. So he gave us both each gifts. Yes. In bags, separate bags. Right. <laughs> now you want to go first? No, I think you should. Okay. Well, he he sent me a belated birthday present, which was so nice. I mean, he that is so thoughtful. And Johnny, I know I didn't get anything. Weird, so <laughs> you need to edit that. Just get to it. Uh, he sent a card that said, as you as you celebrate your belated 100th birthday, uh-huh. which is true. And then he crossed out the word or he wrote over the words that are already written on the card. It's like, you've arrived at a remarkable milestone. And he just in purple wrote, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it says that on mine too. And said, happy late birthday. <laughs> and then he wrote a personal note, which I'm not going to read. Oh, that's nice. So that was very nice. And then it was just like Skittles and hot head sour the balls which we are so Ooh. goddamn sour they like yeah. to burn your tongue off yes. and we had already called warheads or something we yeah, had yeah, already yeah. had an obsession right. with those in the summer which was funny yes so that was so he's he is really listening and he got you a, a louis vuitton yeah sweatshirt red hooded pullover honey that is cute very cute i can't wait till the weather gets chilly so i can wear it all i around. was already needed to wear it since you got your new air conditioner <laughs> um okay so for me, it says sending our caring wishes during this difficult time. <laughs> then he wrote, when you in your feelings, blah, uh, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read mine. Oh. Sisty, girl, you are an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in Kristen Cavallari. Uh, mm. um, I don't know what exactly you are going through, but know that I love you and I'm here for you if you need me. This hat was meant for you to rock during the summer, but hopefully we can say it's a resort item. <laughs> Plus, a little La Mer always cheers me up. 
chairs cheers me up love johnny so he got me like a little thing of la mer which is baller mm. um a dexatim a dexatrim diet energy drink ah yes and a bal- white balenciaga hat that i'm wearing right now i don't yeah. give a fuck and it looks after adorable. Labor day. no why you can't even wear a white hat after labor day well that's what johnny said he said you gotta be like it's a resort item oh i oh i oh that's what that meant <laughs> yeah god i do not know the rules i do not know the you rules you definitely do not because i'd be wearing white pants right now if i could um okay so then jenna galden and stephanie davis mm. sent us like a super sweet letter and they made stickers they're like a kind of like a bumper sticker style sticker yes uh-huh that starts <laughs> and it says dumb gay politics with julie and randy you look farm to table you're gonna be farm to table a classic quote by yeah brandy howard and they um and it says dumb gay politics with julie and brandy and it and they gave us the, they sent us like a bunch and I think they sent them around to like other oh, they like, did? P- like Patreon that's fans great. or whatever. I love so, that. so that's really sweet that they distributed them. Yeah. Um this is this is the shit we should do for like the awards on Patreon. Like we should just make these and be like, here you go. Oh my god, <laughs> we should do a Patreon awards. <gasps> no, I mean the rewards, like for Oh, for- I just thought you said awards <laughs> and I loved that idea. Well, why, what kind of awards would it be? I don't know, like most commenter. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Best that would require work that we're not going to do. Um, then <laughs> Ashley Ryder, who is absolutely well, this bitch would get like, oh, the shit. Like we fucking love you, <laughs> Ashley. Like love this bitch is. I mean, she straight up read someone on there so hard, and she's just great and hilarious and like absolutely one of our faves. Yeah. And she's she sent a picture for the bulletin board, and mm-hmm. it's like a collage. That's it's a four. It's a tr- <laughs> it's a quadra. Yeah. what do you call that quad collage a quad collage and it's mm. and mm. so i want to know actually what you didn't say in your like hilarious description of the pictures um what your daughter's name is yes well, i need to know what your baby's name is yeah. so and johnny her baby is dressed up like um <laughs> sophia. sophia from the golden girls yeah. for halloween uh-huh. and so i know johnny would like completely appreciate that and um i just want to read you the end her letter is so funny. Yes. She's just she's just yes. like amazing. Yes. So it says, love you guys. Hope hope you're feeling a little better after vacation. And as Sophia says, anger is a lot like a piece of shredded wheat caught under your dentures. If you leave it there, you get a blister and you got to eat jello all week. No, thank you, Mr. Cosby. If you get rid of it, the sore heals and you feel better. And then she said, but Sophia also said, sluts just heal quicker. So there's that. <laughs> Like Ashley, so Ashley's going right on up the bulletin oh, board. Man. And I'm so glad we have a pic of her yeah. and her gorgeous baby. Yeah. And in fact, her mom and dad. And her and I guess like I guess maybe probably her husband right here. I'm assuming so, right? Um I hope she's not even married. I hope that's just her baby daddy. So then we got a card with um some pictures in it from Jess Mahan, and she I guess made this, I don't know, I yeah. looks like homemade, and it says Brandy Western Screech Owl. So if anyone's listened to the Patreon, you'll know, and I don't need to even explain it here, but you'll know Brandy the Owl. <laughs> so um, it says, Julian Brandy, here's my pick. I'm also including a picture of my rescue pups, Poppy, left like the flower, and Kel, right, like one half of the Nickelodeon duo, since they're longtime listeners, too. Love ya. Love your show. Jess Mahan. You pronounced it right on the podcast. So she sent two pictures, and it's with the, the, the dogs, dogs are, are yeah. adorable. Very and cute. I mean, now we have a lot of people in their animals. It's really sweet. And she's so sweet. We have her picture and we're going to have all we got to keep this together because I got to label that shit with the label maker. OK. Oh, that's right. So here's so keep that's it that going card. up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, OK. So then a card and a pick for the bulletin board. They labeled theirs. OK. Um, 
a mom and daughter named Reagan and Savannah and Julie's in the pick. I mean, bonus points for actually sending one like with Julie. Like Andione needs to mail mail us the one. Bonus, bonus if it's me and you. Right. So it's like, because I mean, let's be real. We want our picture on it the most. Well, we're going to, we're really making a conscious effort in the next year to do way more live podcasts and to be traveling together. So... Hopefully the pictures won't just be of me. They'll be of me and you together. Yeah. Well, I'm Andy only has one of us with her. Yeah. So and that's just from a club. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get those. those that'll be a special thing. So when you, yeah. Reagan and Savannah are fucking adorbs like adorbs dot goddamn org. So um, this is a really, really I like this letter. Okay. So I'm just going to. OK. Mm. All right. So. Dear Julie and Brandy, we first met you on People's Couch and you instantly became our fave duo on the show. Finding you again on DGP was beyond amazing, especially in this sad political time. You bring us a voice we need. So smart, so real. Joining Patreon was a not no, joining Patreon was a no-brainer. We both tell all our friends about the show. Savannah is away at school, but chatting about your shows is part of our way to catch up. How are your classes? School's going okay? Oh my god, did you hear Brandy the Owl? And our road trip from St. Pete to Orlando to see Julie's show at the venue was everything. You both are amazing. Thank you for what you do. Hope you enjoy the stickers. You two are the best. Our love, Reagan and Savannah Stevens. Come back, Central Florida. We have seagulls. So I will work on it. And that made us start crying, Yeah, you guys, because we love mom-daughter shit. Oh my god. And... They sent us stickers that say... So, if you look farm to table, you're going to be farm to table. Hashtag DGP. I mean, can you believe no, we got I can't. two sets of stickers with that? And these are different because they're in circles, so you could literally like put it on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it on the guitar case Yeah, right these away. are small ones, so put both on the guitar case. I will. Um, but I guess that must have been the funniest goddamn thing I ever said. We can put those on the file cabinet, too. Because... Now we have two stem like, is that? The, I know. Is, should I just should I just call it now? Should I just retire? <laughs> shit. No shit. Who's going to license that out? <laughs> Someone's um, going to license it out. Uh, OK, well, um, that's it. OK, that's it for like the sweet, sweet. I thought like when we started getting these for our bulletin board, I was like, it's going to kind of suck, like just getting pictures and not getting presents. But you know what? It hasn't. <laughs> it's been so great because I feel like the great. letters are really like. I love it. I can't wait until yeah. we fill the bulletin board. And we were talking about the other day, someday when we have a studio, when we're really just when it's on fire or maybe this room, who knows? We're going to make a wall of when, pictures. When the pictures overflow past the bulletin board, we're just going to start putting yes. them like it's wallpaper. Yeah. So it's going to be pictures of all people who listen. So it'll be 14 pictures. <laughs> Be 14 pictures, and I can't wait. So get your pictures in the mail. And uh, now it's time. We will take eight by ten. <laughs> for Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Watch out for all the shit. It's flying around. It's flying around. Don't get it on me. Oh, I got it on my hand. Ew. Ew, I have to walk with it. I have to get a stick. That is not the first time you've had poo on your hand. Let's I get honest. it on my hand every day now. I'm every day i'm like a baby i'm like a newborn baby who has to wipe its own diaper that's what it's like now in my life this week the trump shitstorm perfectly encapsulates the reason we do this podcast so listen closely it's so juicy and so salacious and so utterly fucking meaningless and we love it i love it so goddamn hard um okay so on wednesday the new york times published an anonymous op-ed from a senior White House official, they just Quote love, unquote. love saying that, mm. who went savage on Trump. 
So shout out to Jade Jang again for hooking us up with her New York Times password or we wouldn't even been able to read the fucking no op-ed. Shit. Okay? No shit. So the senior white official who has been called who's being called anonymous now or a mononymous? A mononymous. A mononymous. Yeah. A mononymous. You should look up the Trump um the Trump speech where he said then is anonymous. I mean, it's literally like that. Um, and it's worth watching. So basically said that there's a faction of people working in the White House who are going against Trump behind the scenes in order to protect America and Republican ideals. That's so gross. It is so gross. And if I read one more time, conservatives think that they're free thinkers and the people who are molding this country must throw up. Okay? I know that's in that that this op-ed. That's what's exactly. So the article point blank says that the problem with Trump is that he's amoral. Is that how you say that? Uh huh. That's how I would say it. Okay. Or I would go ah moral. Oh. And that he has no discernible values to guide his decision making. Mm. Saying. This is what the article says. That is why Trump appointees have vowed to do what we can to preserve our democratic institutions while thwarting Mr. Trump's more misguided impulses until he is out of office. So the writer, the senior white official, brags about the good things the administration has accomplished. Quote, effective deregulation, historic tax reform, a more robust military and more. But these successes have come despite, not because of, the president's leadership style, which is impetuous, adversarial, petty and ineffective. I do like that part. Yeah, I mean. I like the word petty and uh, the impetuous. amount of shit talking that has oh, anonymously gone on about Trump this week. Anonymous. I mean, it's a, so much more to come. So the whole point of the op-ed is summed up with this. I think the whole point is right here. Yeah. It may be cold comfort in this chaotic era, but Americans should know that there are adults in the room. We fully recognize what is happening and we are trying to do what's right. Even when Donald Trump won't. Even though you voted for him, you fuck. So this whole op-ed yeah. Really bugged me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Like, oh, are you doing the, oh, are you, you're, oh, are you a, f- a hero? Are you a hero? Yeah. Are you a fucking savior? Are you the Jesus Christ? Cause you're, you're, you're with fucking Judas who you voted in. Right. And you're keeping it. Keeping there. And you're staying employed by. So you know what? Here's my op ed opinion I'm going to put in the New York Times. Dear Menominus senior staff, right. Uh huh. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. Love Julie and Brandy. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you included me. Um, Like in that in the in the op ed, he goes on to say like that there's been there was all these whisperings like months ago, which we remember about invoking like the 25th Amendment, which is like that thing when. You well, that's s- when you impeach the, 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 the begins the articles of impeachment for the president because he's unstable. It's like you you have to show that uh, unstable, mentally unfit, right. whatever it is. Right. And I mean, we know he is. We now we know he's like a functioning illiterate. Right. He's I mean, he's everything. These he things mumbles say. around. He yeah. goes in, doesn't understand anything. Nobody can. They have to. He eats paper. <laughs> he repeats he's, himself. He repeats constantly, himself. His mind all the time. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He's he's a, a pussy. Gra- I mean, he's yeah. just he's yeah. A, he, so I guess they were. That was the thing that was everybody was trying to make happen. But the are the the anonymous writer then goes on to say that. That now has been. I'm sure Mitch well, it's McConnell. A complicated, Mitch McConnell. Oh, it was gonna. It's very complicated, and it's a very complicated process that we don't want to have to deal with. So we think it's better. Oh, and we don't want to cause a constitutional crisis. Yeah. By by invoking the 25th Amendment. Meanwhile, it's like 
you're not you're not there is no crisis because that's the amendment exists you're not there's no crisis there's no constitutional crisis the only crisis is that you would impeach and get rid of the president and that mike pence would be president that would be the crisis right and I so get, again i say go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah so i think mitch mcconnell put a full stop to it because he's like no we yeah, want no, we gotta keep, he wants him there they yeah. all do so the whole thing is like why write it why and it's like i think mm-hmm. you're writing it because you want you want to have a job after this because right. none of you will no none I of don't you know will who any how who's hiring them well the Koch brothers will hire them or some gross and it's like so it's like here's the deal here is the straight tea okay. now, this isn't like this isn't like that groundbreaking for probably anybody who's who watches the news but it, it will be to you Okay. So, okay, so in the, I thought when I heard it, okay? Yes. The second I read the op-ed, or the second I even heard about the op-ed, because mm-hmm. let's be real, we didn't even read that shit till today, but I had just. Uh, honestly, <laughs> also the words op-ed don't ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, so I just heard about it on the news, and when I heard, like, the, the, the bullet points, I was like, oh, I think Mike Pence it did it. The whole time I thought it was Mike Pence, because mm. I feel like <clears throat> he wants, because we already know that Scaramucci and fucking uh, what's his face? Uh, Lewandowski. Yeah, Corey Lewandowski were put into Mike Pence's yes. like cabinet yes. to keep an eye because that motherfucker yes. is going around campaigning. He's trying to... Well, as we learned from watching the news today, Mike Pence th- talks to God and God <laughs> told Mike Pence that God wants him to be president. So he will do anything to be president because becoming president is God's will and it doesn't matter how he gets there. It's just him getting there and that's that's how he is... That's where his morality is coming from. Yeah, and it, even in the in the op-ed, it's like it, there's a fucking mention of like there's no moral compass. I mean, the moral compass, right. isn't, but it's like he has nothing guiding him or whatever. A lot of morality talk. Yeah, so it's like mm. the whole time and the whole tone. So then, <clears throat> and I just I just felt like we know he 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 will not get even in like whatever in 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 2020 if they try to like stage some coup where he becomes the candidate. I don't even know if that's possible, but like. Nobody's going to have him because he's a fucking hypocrite who's sitting there yep. and he looks like a hypocrite. So at that yep. point, it will then be revealed, right? Like, it right. was me that wrote that. Right. I've been here so that he right. then is the savior to everyone. Right. Like, oh, thank God Mike Pence was there. So get this. So I already thought that. Now get this shit. Okay. So at the end of the op-ed, it says, we may no longer have Senator McCain, but we will always have his example, a lodestar for restoring honor to public life and our national dialogue. Turns out, sweetie... Mike Pence, the only person on the planet who uses the word lodestar, and there's a fucking montage of him using it constantly. What? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I fucking guessed who it was. Oh my God, you cracked the fucking code. (laughs) I mean, oh my God. I I didn't, they, someone else, this lodestar, obviously I didn't crack, but I thought it was Mike Pence from the beginning. And then when, and then when I Googled it, it was like this lodestar thing. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. So check this out. Okay. Um, Okay. So hopefully this. who continues to be the lodestar uh, for... Th- By the way, 2005. 2005, him saying that, the first one. This of us, uh, speaker, that the lodestar of the... 2001. ...rulemaking process... Is- and so vigilance and resolve will be our lodestar. 2018. That's going to continue to be a lodestar. Uh- Jack's lodestar... As our lodestar. Oh, my God. Lodestar. It really was the lodestar. Oh, my God. It really... Who the fuck? First of all, are you? Is your mind blown? First of all, my mind is blown. Secondly, if there's a why, 
uh, Lisa Vanderpump's next gay club needs to be called Lone Star. I mean, thirdly, <laughs> I mean the fact that somebody has a name to gay bar Lone Star, you should probably call yourself now. I've never heard that phrase before. I've, I've never, never heard, heard that word I've before. Word. I need to look up even what it means. I don't even know what it means. I'm thinking it's just a star that's been jizzed on. I don't understand yeah. what it is. And so. And he's now and trying And he said to, it since 2005 and he's saying it publicly. 2001. 2001. Who? Nobody else has ever said that? No one's ever even heard of the goddamn word. And it's like Heath's then tried oh to say God. because people are putting wow. these things out. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to tell you this. Nancy Pelosi. Wow. When they ask her, wow. they're like, right away, they're like, who do you think wrote the anonymous thing? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh. she goes, my she goes so nancy pelosi when they ask her um who they who she thought wrote the anonymous thing um she's like at a press conference or whatever her she's like my first thought was that it was a vice president fucking god damn it yeah so then so now of course people are like asking him about it and he's like i don't know i think somebody used that word to try to like set me up and make it seem like it's me and it's like no honey nobody would have ever even looked up that word (laughs) no and by the way, that word, and it's, oh my God, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> the word um, Lodestar, <laughs> I hope this is the name of the episode. Okay. Lodestar is two things. One, a star that leads or guides, like the North Star. Or two, one that serves as an inspiration, model, or guide. So I think he fucking thinks he's Jesus Christ. Mike and he Pence. definitely is trying to set it up so that every single person isn't like get your hypocritical fucking like like wow (laughs) the fact that it was in the new york times is like you know they all hate the new york times because it's liberal and it's new york and it's new york elite and blah 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 and mike pence mr fucking i mean gay conversion therapy fucking mommy mama mom mother sends that to the new york times is even in itself hypocritical oh completely and what he's a just fucking so, piece of his, shit his naked fucking ambition he will stop wow, at, at fucking nothing because he thinks it's god yeah and he'll stop at nothing and now he wants to cover his ass for all the people like me and you that are like get the fuck out of our face and everyone who has zero interest it's like you're a trump up trump's butthole and you can go live up there and get out of our face nobody's interested in anyone in that administration ever again ever and he's now being like i fucked my career and it's like, yeah, you did. You should have fucking cared about Jesus when he asked you to be his running mate. You should have been like, oh, hell no, dog. Yeah. Okay, so now it's time <sighs> um, for the tip of the iceberg. This week, Bob Woodward released the book and the uh, revelations in it are not only insane, but after um, the what was said in the New York Times op-ed, we can definitely assume that the shit is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it's nothing but Trump shit talking at this point. So, I mean, it's the tip of the shitsberg. I know that. (laughs) So the stuff said in the book is alarming and crazy, and it's so fucking over the top that if I believe that if anyone else wrote it, I don't think it, I don't I don't think it, people would even believe well, it. Well, yeah, well, it's like Omarosa wrote that book, and I'm sure, and everyone wants to write her off and say she was even a the whatever. Fire and Fury guy. Right, it's like whatever, right. buddy. But this guy, Bob Woodward, yeah. Woodward, for those of you out there who don't know, is famous ass Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who wor- has worked at the Washington Post for like 150 <clears throat> fucking years. Right, and most importantly, it was him and Carl Bernstein yeah. who, that broke the Watergate story, which ultimately led to Nixon being forced to resign. Right now. He's credible as fuck. There couldn't be a better person to release a book like this. It's called Fear. 
Trump in the White House. I love that title. Yeah. I think that's the Good. best title so far. Fear. Ugh. Yeah. And he says that people need to wake up to what's going on in the Oval Office. Oh, my God. No <laughs> shit. Thanks, fucking Bob. The book depicts the White House as a Byzantine, treacherous, out-of-control operation. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Held hostage by an impulsive, ill-informed, and undisciplined president. I mean, I, 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 I want to put that as a sticker. Yeah. So I guess Bob Woodward interviewed tons of aides and senior officials, and he definitely put in a request to interview... Dumb fuck Trump himself uh-huh. through Kellyanne Conway, old scarecrow, yeah. who made an executive decision not to give the request directly to Trump, mm-hmm. but probably John Kelly or whoever else is on the team called Trump is crazy and cannot be allowed to talk to Bob Woodward. <laughs> and they decided not to inform Trump of the interview request. That said, Woodward said he interviewed over 100 people and some of the key people he interviewed as many as nine times. One person crazy. he said had like 800 in the tra- transcribed interviews. One person alone was 800 pages. Oh my god. Talked to so many people. He started interviewing before the transition. Oh. I mean, before the inauguration, probably during the transition, whatever, during the inauguration. So, some highlights. Um, After a conversation about a standoff with North Korea, Defense Secretary Mad Dog Jim Mattis Mm -hmm. told colleagues the president acted like and had the understanding (laughs) of a fifth or sixth grader. That is so fucking up. That is so fucked up. Yeah, and Bob Woodward said that, like, being the, like, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist he is, that in all these hundreds of people, there isn't one thing in the book, like, especially these things that are in quotes, that wasn't cross-referenced by, like, three different people in the interviews. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because he was writing off the op-ed, because he's probably, don't try to steal my motherfucking thunder. Right. But he's like, this shit, these quotes, these would come from three different people who weren't even, they're not even in the same room. So it's, like, corroborated after, you know, corroboration. So... Um, at one point, Trump's aide beca- be- aides became so worried about his judgment that Gary Cohn, the, the chief economic advisor at the time, and he's in the book a ton. So like mm. at this point, it's like Gary Cohn and that fucking wife beater, uh, Rob Porter oh, yeah. uh-huh. that are like pretty much on every single page uh-huh. and they both don't work there anymore. Right. And Trump is like over the top pissed at them. And supposedly he's about to come for like Rob Porter, like all talking about the wife. Oh, beating. For- yep. Cause he's super pissed. Cause they obviously... We're talking shit about it. Yeah. Him. So um, he's, he, he took a letter. This is what he said. He took a letter from Trump's Oval Office desk authorizing the withdrawal of the U.S. from a trade agreement with South Korea. Trump was like, wanted to sign the letter and withdraw from the trade agreement. And so he swipes it off the desk and Trump never realized it. And then that became like a thing they would try and do. Just, like, just move things. Just so he'd forget. Because yeah. he wouldn't even know. Because he doesn't care. No. And he doesn't. He'll be like about to sign like, let's fuck NAFTA. And they're right. like taking it and hiding right. it. Like literally. Like, it, that was, like, a huge thing in the book, supposedly. I mean, uh, okay, well, so John Dowd, Trump's former attorney, told Woodward that he did some mock questioning with Trump to prepare him for, to testify in the Mueller investigation, but ultimately he concluded that Trump can never, ever be allowed to testify or talk to Mueller at all because he literally cannot tell the truth. John Dowd is quoted calling Trump a professional liar. I mean, wow. he, it, literally they're doing mock questioning, like, and he's like, and it ended up with Trump like, like throwing like a raging fit, and he's like, "This is all, you know, this is a witch hunt. There's no collusion." And he throws this huge fit, and literally, like Gary Collins, just, I mean, uh, John Dowd's like, "You can't even talk to Mueller because he can't say a sentence without lying, and he's gonna immediately he's gonna perjure himself, and it's a wrap." Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Immediately. 
So that <laughs> so I guess the thing is going to be like, can Mueller subpoena him? Can they force him to testify? Yeah, somehow the motherfucker, and that's probably even with the Stormy Daniels thing when they like sued about that stuff. Somebody needs to get the guy on the stand, like the Bill Clinton situation, immediately because he will. And then it's like, bye, girl. Immediately, bye, girl. Please, God. Um. So the chief of staff, John Kelly, who's he's a fucking asshole anyway, but asshole. who cares? He called the White House crazy town in a meeting and then said. I don't know why any of us are here. This is the worst job I've ever had. And then he vented about Trump around the White House, calling him unhinged, an idiot, and off the rails. Unhinged, Omarosa's yep. title. Yep. Um, also, John Kelly, you're off the fucking rails. Too. Yeah. So why don't you go fuck yourself, they you all, jerk? They, they all have this, like... They th- they do think they're heroes. They think yes, they're they fucking think they're heroes, heroes. And they're, they're martyr heroes. Right, but you voted him in! It's your fault. So I don't want to hear about how you're a hero and you're sticking around and you're making it okay for everyone. You wanted him to be president. And this is your fault. If he's unhinged, go invoke the 25th Amendment yeah, for being a fucking exactly. pussy. You're, well, he's unhinged. He's crazy. You have a fit. All of you are enabling a professional liar, an idiot, a person who's unhinged, a person who's off the rails, a person who has the a mentality of a fifth or sixth grader. That is the president and you're allowing that to keep happening. Exactly. You should all kill yourselves. And they should all go and vote. I mean, even um, Mattis is like, the motherfucker, like, he'd be like, why are we sending so much money over there? I don't want to, like, in like South South Korea or wherever, like, I'm done spending money on those troops. And he's like, he's like, why are we even doing that? And he's like, to prevent World War Three. <laughs> and, like, Bob Woodward's like, I've... I've never like the guy is like not I can't believe that someone's sitting in the White House this disconnected from reality. Right. Like he doesn't even understand he's controlling whether or not there's a world war. He's fucking beyond just walking around thinking he's running Trump Tower. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Just like a business. Ugh. And and everyone who wants him thinks that they're going to get their jobs back and nothing no consequences from anything and the world doesn't exist and only your town exists and only your it's just like uh. yeah supposedly trump called attorney general jeff sessions mentally retarded (laughs) and a dumb southerner and he called white house chief of staff rancid pubes former white house chief of staff rancid pubes a little rat that scurries around well that is true (laughs) that one is true that's true um okay so this one i like definitely loved so his so then there's gary Cohn. Mm -hmm. He, that guy wanted to resign after Trump praised the white Crunchwrap Supremes right. in Charlottesville. So Trump, baby love, my baby love. So Trump said, "You can't resign. I need you to do tax reform. If you leave, this is treason." So God. Trump ultimately talked, and that's in quotes. Trump ultimately talked him out of resigning. So when Cohn walks out of the meeting, John Kelly goes up to him and. He, the, literally Gary Cohn wrote this fucking down on a piece of paper and had it like it, uh, right after he said it he literally wrote it down John Kelly goes if that was me I would have taken that resignation letter and shoved it up his ass six different times <laughs> wow and, and Gary Cohn's like I'm writing that down and like meanwhile you're still working for him John Kelly and that's why you're a piece of shit piece of shit because Gary Cohn was out of there and you know what we know what eventually had him get out of there someone put a fucking swastika in his <gasps> daughter's dorm room oh my god but he wanted he was so offended after the crunch rap supremists and fucking Trump and like crunch rap supremes. Yeah. So um, maybe that's the title. I love crunch rap supremes. So just he, like, so he, mm, um, he mm. was like beyond offended. And I guess he, I guess he was there for her, the historic tax reform that everybody's so fucking happy about. Yeah, like who cares? The, ta- the historic tax reform is not helping anyone. No. So good for fucking you. And I'm glad you all helped deregulate every single thing so we can all die faster and yeah. more people can get toxic shock syndrome from keeping tampons inside them too long. Yeah, or just sore. drinking water. 
or yeah, just drinking water, just doing anything, just, you know, like really good. Hey, good job. Yeah. Good job, you guys. And you know what? Thanks, Bob Woodward. Now it's time to, speaking of Supreme, Mm. head on over to Supreme Court Street. How to get to Supremacy Street. How to get to White Supremacy Street. Or how to get to Supreme Court, Court Street. Crunchwrap Supreme Court Street. Yeah. I saw your mic work there. You, you like did? started away like a real singer and then you wanted to go in on the Supreme. I was like, why is she, is she trying to really making sing? a point. Oh, it was good. You know what I mean? Just like, like, go like that. Uh, all right. Well, so um, amidst all the gay drama going on in the White House, we are about to get saddled with a racist, sexist Bible beater for the next 30 years on the Supreme Court. And this shit is not cute. No. The Democrats in the Senate are really trying their fucking hardest to come yeah. for Brett Kavanaugh. And while the shit is endlessly entertaining, I feel like there's nothing anyone can do. Nope. And I got to say, the guy is incredibly unlikable. Yep. And I promise you, I'm dead serious when I say this. Him getting on the Supreme Court scares me more than Trump being president. Agreed, because he's smarter. And he also, not only is he so unlikable and disgusting, he's everything that we know about him and from his things that he's written in op-eds from in magazines and his decisions and everything. He believes that for whatever reason that the president should have supreme power, that the executive power the the courts don't have anything to do with it the, that the president is above the law even though he said the president is not above the law but everything he does is against that he's going to try and um reverse roe versus wade he's he's the swing vote on the supreme court and he and he's he will be and he's completely conservative and he'll be there for fucking 30 years yeah he can he can reverse all the progress we've everything. made and the guy's fucking racist like so racist and has written about he he wants to rate racially profile. Yeah, he wants to do that shit. He is completely fucking racist. Yeah, it's like we can't have a a person who racially profiles on the Supreme Court. No, twenty eighteen, dude. We can't. It's beyond. Like it is. It's, it's, it is. It's beyond. fucking scary. And it, it is scary. And they're and they're all these all the Democrats, all the stars on all the on the, the, stars, on the judiciary. They better the, be lucky they got two black people on there cuz Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are the only people really killing the game right here. Killing Thank God. The game. So, but they're trying it, but it's like it's there's never going it to work, dude. No, well, there's not enough they the you would I think it's two Republicans would have to vote no on him in order for him not to get uh passed. I think Ugh. right. So they're hoping that two of the Republican female senators who are moderately pro-life or yeah what's her name i might do it that lady yeah susan collins susan collins i don't want him in my vagina yeah i want to be in control of myself and murkowski maybe yeah those two yeah so i'm hoping there's a possibility that they'll say no i mean i hope they need to dig up some dirt and they already dug it up they were they have his email saying he's do talking about racial racial profiling they have his shit in writing talking about roe versus wade they have him and it's like the republicans don't care no they will do anything to own that supreme court and so okay so let's let's all right well we compiled some clips and so 
the thing also with the the hearing itself, it's not so I, you know, obviously it's him and it's Kavanaugh himself. And there was just so many moments through it was a four day hearing. We couldn't even get through. You can't. I mean, it's beyond how much stuff happened, how much you learned and, and, how, it, and how good it was and it, how good it was. I it mean, was riveting. Yeah. So but one of the highlights for me, and this isn't about him specifically, but it's about the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley, who I didn't realize is one of the world's biggest pieces of shit yeah, that ever lived. He's got to go. So um, he needs to retire. He's too old. Sorry. He is too racist, clearly, yeah. and uh, obviously sexist. And um, he, I, 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 I'm, I've lost my mind. This made me lose my mind. This, this made me lose my mind. So I want to just this, play this. This, this is the very beginning. This is the first day, the first minute of the hearing. Yeah, the first minute. And I wanted to say, Julie's compiling these clips, and this particular one had the bitch going for four hours. I was like, she's on Twitter, <laughs> tweeting a mean shit. She's only, she's watching this one over and over. Then she goes off on some tangent of only looking at clips of him. I'm like, is this going to become, should this just be a Judge Julie about Chuck Grassley or whatever? And yeah, well, maybe next episode I'll have to do something about yeah. him because I needed him to know that I fucking hate his guts <laughs> and I wish that he would try and talk to me like that because I will not fucking respect your decency and your honesty because you don't have any, you fuck. Anyway, so here's this little clip that was at the very beginning of the thing. Now, let me just say, in case you don't know, basically the hearing was rushed that they, they, nominated this guy and you might remember that obama nominated Ger uh, Mer merrick garland the republicans wouldn't even meet with him nope and that was squashed very quickly they wouldn't even meet with him not the hearing they wouldn't even meet with him this hearing went very quickly they had all these documents then more documents were asked for Forty thousand documents were given to them the night before the hearing they had no time to read anything there were other emails and stuff that they finally got that that were redacted there was the information was hidden there was information that was left out so what's happening at the beginning of the hearing is that the Democrats are trying to just um, postpone it. Postpone it. They, they need more time. Through to these people are prosecutors. More than half of them are fucking lawyers. Right. They want to prepare what they're gonna say. Yes. They're probably right. all lawyers. And they actually. want to be able to know what the fuck the guy's background is. So the guy's a judge. He's written a million decisions. They need to read through all the decisions yeah. and everything he's written. So. That's what's happening here. This is the beginning of the hearing. He's okay. the chairman of the committee, and they're trying to... Okay. Good morning. Mm. I welcome everyone to this confirmation hearing. I just picture a big hearing aid in his ear, even though they don't imagine to. Yeah. Mr. Chairman. To serve as a social Kamala Harris, yes. Mr. Chairman, I'd like Supreme to be recognized Court, for a United question. States. He's ignoring her. Proceed. Mr. Chairman. I'd like to be recognized to ask Doesn't even look up. Doesn't even proceed. look at her. The committee received just last night Less than 15 hours ago, 42,000 pages of documents that we have not had an opportunity to review or Now he's just banging the gavel. He bangs his gavel and he doesn't you're stop. Out, you're out of order. I'll proceed. We cannot possibly He doesn't ever look forward, up. Mr. Chairman. I extend like, a very warm welcome. Not to he's literally like, 20 years I ha I've been on here without a black woman. Yeah, this bitch. I'm not going to have some black woman daughters. talk to me like that. Mr. Chairman, I, I hate my colleague, Senator Harris. Mr. Chairman, we received 42,000. Again, another woman's voice. Doesn't look up. Nope. Last night Doesn't even pay attention to her. Ignoring her. And you're rightly proud Mr. Chairman, if, if we cannot be recognized, oh, I move he to looks adjourn. up. He literally stopped. Chairman, I move to adjourn. A man got his attention, yep. of course. Chairman, I move to adjourn. And I'm, 
Mr. Chairman, we have been denied we have been denied real access to the documents we need. This is the only person who got to stop talking. Regular orders called for. Which turns this hearing into a charade and a mockery of our norms. Well, and Mr. Chairman, I well, therefore move to adjourn this hearing. Okay. So basically, then it goes on and on, and the guy never pays attention to anybody. He, but he only lets the men talk. Yeah. And it's so gross and disgusting. And they didn't postpone the hearing. And he said they had plenty of time, and they got everything they needed, and they wanted to keep going with the hearing. So they did. Okay. So there were many, many different things that people are um, concerned about. One is, of course, Roe versus Wade. So the thing about abortion. So right. Brett Kavanaugh, basically the thing is, is that he he's real, you know, judge-like in the way that it's like the precedent was set, the decision was made, you have to respect the decision, but the precedent and the law can be changed. Yeah. Which is what he said. He won't say it in the room. But they're trying to get him to say what he already said. And he just yeah, won't say they it. They have proof that he's already said that. Right. So um, the first thing is Kamala Harris, who was the celebrity of. I mean, the, the celebrity. I mean, she needs to be president immediately. So she um, started asking him questions about abortion. Okay. Can you think of any laws that give government the power to make decisions about uh, the male body? Mm. Uh, I'm happy to answer a uh, more specific question. But Male versus female. There are um, medical procedures. Okay. I, that the government that the government has the power to make a decision about a man's oh, body. I thought you were asking about medical procedures no, that I, are unique to I, men. I can, I, I'll, Why I'll, you're not a doctor? I'll repeat the question. She, you, did she say can the word medical procedure? Law. You fucking asshole. They no. Give the government the power to make decisions about the male body i'm not a i'm not a thinking of any right now senator because there is none yeah exactly there is none i mean so that was one of her you know mm -hmm. at least he had he, there was no way he couldn't answer that he, he tried to he tried to say talk about medical procedures so because that's his constant thing i mean there we used to heard so much we watched so much of it and it's like he's constantly talking in circles yes. he's disgusting he's a liar he is a, he is a straight-up liar and we've seen a lot of these hearings just since this stupid fucking podcast started yes. and i can honestly say he's the most unlikable and to me seems like the biggest liar i've seen in one of these hearings now certainly Agreed. i'm not I didn't watch Oliver North or any of that shit. I haven't, I haven't been doing this for that long. But in the year and a half since we started this shit, I can't believe how much I hate this guy and how shady I think he is. He's so shady. And it, the shade just gets worse. So then Diane Feinstein um, also wanted to ask him about Roe versus Wade. And she ha she tossed her Roe v. Wade, you know, question into the ring. And she can come live with me. <laughs> no shit. I fucking love her. Yeah. Both California people you just played. Both California. That's right. Both California gals. You're right. That's right. We have an email that was previously marked confidential but is now public and shows that you asked about making edits to an op-ed that read the following. And I quote, first of all, it is widely understood, accepted by legal scholars across the board that Roe v. Wade and its progeny are the settled law of the land. End quote. You responded by saying, and I quote, I'm not sure that all legal scholars refer to Roe as a settled law of the land settled. It's not at settled. the Supreme Court level just, since court still pondering can it. always overrule its precedent. Women shouldn't and vote either. current justices That'll get reversed. on the yeah. court would do so. This has been viewed 
as you saying that you don't think Roe is settled. I recognize the word said is what legal scholars refer to. So please, once again, tell us why you believe Roe is settled law. And if you could, do you believe it is correctly settled? So thank you, Senator Feinstein. In that draft letter, uh, it was referring to the views of uh, legal scholars, and I think I, I think my comment in the email is that might be overstating the position of legal scholars, and so it wasn't a technically accurate description in like, the what letter. What is he talking about? Scholars Circle. Like, at that time. No, but talk about do you Roe versus think it's Wade or not? Exactly. We're still on the Just like, court at that time. He's but, such a and he's a judge. He will not answer a question. Not we. We didn't see why. And by the way, and then and then um, that bitch came and was like. He mentions like starry decisis, which I guess is like pre that's the word that's for the, precedent. Right. So he mentions that that legal term and she's like, oh, glad you mentioned that. So this is the, <laughs> right. the I've been through nine of these hearings. <laughs> right. And each time the person sitting there says that they will honor starry decisis, decisis and each time they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and are you going to let's exactly. go ahead and go through the charade of you being like, uh huh, I will. Okay, so I we saw I'm obsessed with this one from Cory Booker. Cory Booker is like really um, I've started liking him more since this started. I mean, and a lot of people really like like him for president, too. Um, I have I mean, he's I've, I've liked him. OK, but I like him. I like him a lot now. Yeah. Um, I don't need him to be president, but I like him a lot. Yeah. But, no, I like him where he is. Um, but he so this whole thing, it, this whole thing with Kavanaugh is that um, you, you know, he he believes a sitting president can't be indicted. This is like his big thing. And Cory Booker modes him so fucking hard. And Julie and I saw this on actual TV when during the hearings. And so and I like had to like find it because it's so dope. But he basically she's going to play the clip and you can't see it. But he basically has this giant like <laughs> yeah. sign made where like labeling each thing he's talking about so while he's talking about it and the dates he's pointing to this big huge sign behind him like a straight up visual aid where he's like may 2016 this happened this happened it's so dope okay so here we go just build to this in, in the remaining time i have left in in may of 2016 then candidate trump put out his first list of potential supreme court nominees you weren't on that list in september 2016 he put out another longer list you weren't on that one then in May 2017, something incredible happened. Robert Mueller, Mueller was appointed by the special counsel to investigate any links in coordination between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. The president was now in jeopardy, or at least his campaign was jeopardy. He was a subject of a criminal investigation. And then President Trump puts out a third list of nominees, and your name is on that list. Now, you've heard so many of my colleagues asking about your views of the constitutionality of a president being investigated. You're, you're failing to, to at least hold President Trump in your eyes to the same level of the presidential character, which you've talked about in speech after speech. You, suddenly, you're going mum as to the character of this president, given all his lies, all his remarks that have been renounced, actually criticized on both sides of the aisle. And now there is a suspicion, and, and, I, and I don't think it's a big leap to think that the public has this suspicion, that somehow you are in a position, and, and I wonder, do you credibly believe that if you agreed right now to recuse yourself, 
do you, do you credibly believe that somehow, like he said with Jeff Sessions, that he would not hold your nomination up if you if you recuse yourself? Do you credibly believe that? Senator, uh, in this process, I need to uphold the independence of the judiciary in one of those. But that's what says question right here. I mean, the, right it? now there's a shadow over the independence of the judiciary because a president who has been credibly accused by his former lawyer of being an unindicted co-conspirator has the opportunity to put a judge on the bench. The only judge from that list that was added after the Mueller investigation, of all those judges, you're the only one that has spoken extensively from raising your hand at a Georgetown uh, at a, a law school event to speaking about it. I don't think it's a big leap I don't, I don't, to, to have the common person begin to suspect that you're being put up right now, a person that can't even speak to the character of this president, won't even say what you said about George Bush, that you have the greatest respect for a president. And granted, it's hard to say about someone who brags about sexually assaulting women. It, it is understandable for people to suspect that there's something going on, that somehow this is rigged, that you're... So he's because he because when he raises his hand at the Georgetown event, he wrote like he's written law letters. He's he's known for he, he his benchmark. What he's known for is saying the sitting president can should not be able right. to be indicted. And the minute Trump got under investigation, boom, there's his name. Right. Right. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. So the last <laughs> one, we have to play this. And I know if we go along, whatever. But this this one. This is Kamala Harris's, I mean, if this, this doesn't make you fucking your panties wet or yeah. like you're think that this person shouldn't be the president and your mom and your dad and yes. everything like you want to know who the next Obama is, is this motherfucker. Yeah. Judge, have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? The look well, on his it's, face. Uh, in the news every day. I have you discussed it with anyone? Uh, with other judges, I know. Uh, Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh, Be sure about your answer, sir. <laughs> um, well, he's a, oh. And he's smiling I'm here. Not he's smiling here, brother. You have something you want to. Are you certain you've not had a conversation said, uh, with anyone at that law firm? Kasowitz. Ka Benson, Kas and yeah. Torres. I'm just a decorated judge. I remember failing me. Kasowitz, who is President Trump's personal law. lawyer. Are you, have you had Trump? any conversation about Robert Mueller, Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question. Yes or no? I, this I is need when to know the panties the, start getting wet. I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talked with. Exactly. Who'd you talk to? Mm. I don't think I... I mm. I'm not the look in her eye. But I'm, the look I'm in her eye. Be refreshed Who'd you talk to? you want to tell me who mm. you think so are you, works I, Are you saying that with all that you remember... Yeah. You have an impeccable memory. You've been speaking for almost eight hours, I think more, with this committee about all sorts of things you remember. Yeah. How can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm? This investigation has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, I'm not sure I, question. do I, I, I'm just trying to think, do I know anyone who works at that firm? I might know 
Have you had a, that's not my I question. I thought you only my talked to other judges anyway, asshole. Yeah, I, I mean, wasn't that firm about that investigation. It's a really specific question. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's I would like, like yes to no. know the person you're thinking of, because what if there's... I think a... you're thinking of someone and you don't want to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> and people are laughing. Oh, yeah. Straight up so good. fucking laughing. With the I, I am... I'm not Mr. Chairman, I, I and then like a raise an fucking here. Republican um, from Utah comes in and tries to be like, well, there are a lot of law firms, and I mean, a man can't remember every law, every person that works at every law firm, and the entire directory of the firm, and he's and she stops and she's like, um, can you press pause on my time, <laughs> you motherfuckers, like, yeah. you sexist pieces of shit, yes. like racist sexist pieces of shit, yeah. by the way, so. She just and she never stopped. And for four days, she was a dream to watch. And I would highly yep. suggest anyone go watch the footage on C-SPAN online. Just find Kamala Harris's moment. Yeah, go to YouTube. There's amazing. a ton on YouTube amazing. too. All right, now it's time for so there's that. This is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding something going on in the world that doesn't completely suck. It's never easy, and today I told her to keep the shit brief, so I'm quite sure this will be very phoned in. So, all right, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that for the week? Um, Okay, so it was like, this. I mean, this might have been the hardest yet, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh my God. This might have been the hardest Why? yet. Why? Because it needed to be brief? There was nothing good, I mean... And because I think you were I'm, too busy trying to tweet Ch- Chuck Grassley. Yeah, I'm like, kind of like... <laughs> In, you know, like in my f- rage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You're just like feeling my rage. And yeah, they, the, all the so there's that's have been hard since we've been in our feelings. So. That is very true. Right. Very, very hard. I can't really see. I'm not really feeling positive. No. You know what I mean? I mean, not that I'm, but I'm just not. No, in a, we're you know certainly I mean? not looking for silver linings right now. No, <laughs> no. So I, um, I'd mentioned this last week and I, I guess, uh, things have changed a little bit with this and I am going to keep it brief and it's just like this. So too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically it's just this California sets goal of 100% clean electric power by 2045. Wow. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm dead. Basically. Okay, so I read this article on NPR, and it's, there's, I mean, it's not just the one article, but California has basically, um, like, yeah, they said they're going to do a zero emission energy sources for its electricity by the year 2045. Governor Jerry Brown signed a bill mandating the electricity target on Monday. He also issued an executive order calling for statewide carbon neutrality, meaning California removes as much carbon dioxide from the atmosphere as it emits by the same year. Oh, cool. So that is very cool. The Hill and the executive order put California on a path to meet the goals of Paris and beyond. Paris agreement, obviously. Brown said Which we pulled out of, so it's fine. Exactly. But Governor Brown, you will remember, was the one governor who still went and was like, maybe the United States isn't doing it, but California is doing it. California is one of the bigger states in the United States and uses something like um, a third of the energy of the entire country. So he's serious about, like... Um, the about clean energy and um, which I think is is pretty awesome. So um, it's not the first state with these ambitions. Hawaii established a goal of 100% renewable electricity sources by also by 2045, but California uses about 30 times more electricity than Hawaii and its fifth largest economy in the world. California. Whoa. So 
Holy shit. Also interesting. California is almost like its own country, which is why they people want to secede yeah. just like Texas. But California, I think my um, California and Texas could be their own countries, I guess. Um, <laughs> so the California Energy Commission estimates that 32 percent of retail energy sales were powered by renewable sources last year. So, hey, fuck you, coal. <laughs> That's how right. The, how about fuck you, coal? OK, it's all about renewable sources of energy. And um, the fact that California is at the forefront of it, I think is awesome. So it makes me very proud to live here. And between Kamala to- Harris, Diane Feinstein, and this goddamn renewable energy goal, yes, Cal- Cali is killing the game. Cali is killing the game. You can say what you want, and you know people want to think that New York is the center of the world or East Coast is whatever it well, is. I don't. But California, I know. But California Please. is to me, and has become to me, especially for me coming from the East Coast and being boston and you know new england and blah 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 to me california has been an inspiration and the fact that um they're on the forefront of renewable energy and the most progressive values in my opinion in the country makes makes me do feel like there is a little bit of a silver lining so there's that it for this episode of dumb gay politics thank you to the five people who are still listening um we want to urge all five of you to sign up for our patreon podcast if you haven't already it's one dollar and you get a one hour podcast a week not about politics one of our patreon friends is planning a live podcast for us in seattle in the next month or two we are still working on doing one in the midwest we're thinking maybe chicago but Craig, hey, Craig, lives in Seattle and has it on lock, and he offered to plan it for us. So that's where we're going to go first. Uh, and then we will make Craig do it again in Chicago or New York or whatever, and yeah. hopefully it'll, you know. Yeah. But so for those of you who are in Seattle, just know that we're coming, and yeah. we need you to come, and we'll, it'll be fun and great, and, you know, we're going to launch off. Like we said, we're trying to get on the road. We're trying to get yeah. on the road. Um, and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And anonymous. Phenomenal. And supreme. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. How'd you do, I? Sealed maps, mine. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked... He thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day. But by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. 
We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 